to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Baby, are you in for a treat today? I am so excited for you to listen in on this conversation with my friend, Kelsey Flanagan. She has actually been my one-on-one mentor, life coach. She doesn't really like to put labels on herself for the last six months, and it has been absolutely incredible, like so much more than I could have ever imagined. She's such an amazing person and she's really, really amazing at helping people find their authentic truth and their core self and move through change and fear. And that's a lot of what we talk about. We really talk about how to get rid of and ditch the expectations of everybody else around us and really find what's true to us and what's best for us without the shame and without the guilt, which I know is something that you can experience you experience in your life with people-pleasing tendencies and things like that. We talk about tapping into the different parts of ourselves without feeling like we need to get rid of them, but just noticing that they're there. We talk about change and how we not always fear the change itself, but more of the loss of it. So if you right now are working on changing your lifestyle or your nutrition, or you are navigating a PCOS diagnosis, or you are navigating a fertility journey, or you're about to give birth and you're like, holy shit, there's so much change happening. We really talk about how to support yourself through the change. You are going to love this episode. There's so many more things in here. She's just, she goes so deep with everything that she does and she makes it really simple. Like she doesn't complicate a healing journey. She makes it really accessible and really um, attainable for everybody to actually be able to do in their personal life, no matter what stage of your healing journey you're on. So you're going to absolutely love this. I could talk to her all freaking day. So I can't wait for you to listen to it. Check the show notes for all the links to connect with her for more about who she is, what she does. And we are going to jump right in. (laughs) What is up? I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome to the mind your hormones show. I love this. Thank you for having me. Um, This is, yeah, the highlight of my week so far. So thank you for having me here. And I can't wait to bring the energy, chat about all the things that we love and just talk really fast and jam. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) what we do. I'm like, let's go. (laughs) Um, So for those of you who don't know, Kelsey has been my most recent one-on-one mentor for the last six months. Um, So we have gone through so many different things together. She's helped me navigate like so everything in life. It's just been so amazing, which is why I was like, you need to come on the show because you've helped me in so many areas of my life and just like opened up my eyes to like different ways of healing and just being more authentic and everything just like with, and everybody who's listening is going through something, right? Whether it's, they are navigating a fertility journey or they're changing careers or they're changing their lifestyle. Cause they got like a PCOS diagnosis or they're changing relationships or they're moving like whatever it is. And you really like help 
with navigating that and actually understanding and tapping into what you really want for your life instead of like the outside world and all these things. So I want to jam on all of that with you. Um, but before we get into it, can you just tell the listener who you are, what you do, your story, how you got into this, all the things. All the things. All right. Um, I love this. Well, yeah. Thank you again for having me. So I obviously was Corinne's little mentor, life coach, whatever we were. And yeah, it was just such a fun journey. So I love how you said that, like, so many people are almost like going through a lot of transitions that listen to the show. Cause I feel like that's like my, like, I love, love, love like a death and rebirth where you just like, like, yeah, you're just like, this isn't what I want. We kind of like, let it go, change it, ask why we did it, then reinvent yourself. So that's that. That's really what I love to do. I'm a life coach. Um, I mean, I wear a lot of different hats. I'm a Manny Jen. So I don't know. It depends on the day what I am. (laughs) That's why we work so well together. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, not labeling like what we are, you know, Mm -hmm. I really just love to help women that feel that they are stuck or just existing, right. Merely Mm -hmm. existing, walking through life, just kind of going through those motions and waking up one day and realizing that there's so much more that they've just been surviving. They truly want to thrive and live this life fully alive. And that typically looks like letting go of like all what you said is what I always say, the RESS rules, expectations, standards, and shoulds. Mm -hmm. Like if you really line out how many of those things that you're living by. Um, it's wild. What can change in my journey? I, um, short story in this, like I didn't have a cycle for four and a half years. And I I learned that like late into our membership and I was like, wait, what? That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole, oh my God. Like it was a grind to figure out what was wrong. Right. And Mm -hmm. going, like you always say, like going to doctors and trying to find the answers and fixing it with food and fixing it, like everything, trying to fix it. And I realized that a lot of the part was the stress that I was putting on my body And the emotional stress that I was trying to squeeze myself into all these boxes that like, I had to be an achiever because like, that's how I got love. I had to be, I had to look great. Right. Because that's how I was going to get a a person in my life and be, Mm. be successful. I had to have the job, the car, the money. So then I was hustling and burning out my adrenals. And then I was like, why, why am I actually doing this? These are not the standards that I want to live by. These are not my expectations. These are not my rules in my life that I have to go, 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 that I have to be busy. I have to have the perfect house, the job, the car, the body. Mm. And I realized that the same moment that I had all of those things was the same moment I didn't get any happier. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, holy shit. Like I have all these things, but I didn't have like my body. Right. It was like literally dead. Like I didn't have my feminine body. Um, And that's when I just did the turnaround approach. And that's what I really love helping yeah, women with navigating just life transitions and what happens when we go through a big change and the, 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 the stuff that comes with change is, it's really big. And it's, I always say like, is it, is it actually scary or is it just unfamiliar? Mm. Right. It's asking ourselves that better question. Yeah. Okay. We're going to dive into that because that is so good. So Let's start with the expectation thing, because I think that that's huge. And we all like feel like we have these expectations on us, whether it's from our parents, our family, our partner, past teachers, society, like whatever it is to do all the things that you were saying, how, how do you like suggest people move through that so they can even 
hear like what they actually want. Cause I know there's like a certain point where you're just like in that go, go, go. Like you're talking about, you're just so stuck in the motions where like you haven't even tuned in to Mm -hmm. actually know what you really want anymore. Or maybe you have, but like, you don't listen to it long enough because you have all these expectations. Like how do you start moving through those expectations and make your expectations and your truth more important than other people's? Yeah. I love this. This is a process. And at the same time, it's, it's, it's like, I love to start very simple. I'm a simple girl. I like to keep things like, okay, we don't have to overwhelm this healing journey. Like it doesn't have to be this long process either. Um, the first step that I, I love and Corinne will probably vouch for this. I love to ask some good questions. Oh my God. And so I went the best with asking <laughs> questions. It's so amazing. Yeah. So I think like the biggest book, the greatest book that you can read is yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you want better answers, start asking yourself better questions. Mm-hmm. And it starts with what expectations am I living by? Like just that moment, just to un we're not trying to change any of these expectations and we're not trying to find what yours are or find your truth. Mm-hmm. I love to focus on untangling all that you are not so that you can become and be exactly who you've always been. Ooh, so I we have all these expectations that have been like pounded on us. Think of it like, like sticky notes. It's like, here's an expectation. Here's an expectation. And mm-hmm. you have to have the great body. You have to eat perfectly to have this. You have to have the house and the job to be successful by 30, you definitely need to be married. And if yeah. you're not, something's wrong with you, right? Exactly. By 35, you should have two kids. Yes. Okay. By 40, it should be this. And yes. then like all, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're stacking like all of these expectations. And then when we slowly peel back every post-it, that's like, okay, this actually isn't mine. So the first thing is like, what expectations do I have? Make a list of them, see them, get them out, realize mm-hmm. what you're working with. And then I want you to access who's actually is it. Yeah. So you can detach yourself from, oh, I realized that the expectation, and sometimes expectations aren't said to you, but mm-hmm. they are just, um, they're kind of like this culture underlying standard. Like implied, that we, yeah. Yeah, that we just see and we're like, oh, that's what I have to do to get that. Mm-hmm. And then we start to do that. Um, and that starts really, really young, right? So a lot of my expectations were like, not that my mom told me, but my mom's a freaking workhorse. My mom mm-hmm. hustles and grinds and she's independent. And I saw that and mm-hmm. I admired that. So I became that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, this is tearing me down. Right? Yeah, this is tough. Yeah. Now it's just like finding my own way and untangling all that I'm not to come back to my truth. We're not trying to find your truth. You don't have to like sit in an hour long meditation to seek it. Um, it's just all about the unlearning of what, what expectations do I have? Start asking yourself, who does this belong to? And is this true? And I think those simple questions can really get you pretty far. Yeah. You have the best with questions. And it's it's also because like, once you ask them, your brain will scan to find the answer. So yeah. it's just like finding the question that's going to help you actually look for that and, and realize that all these expectations are on you. And then something else you said that I think is so true is we think that like this milestone or whatever is going to make us happy. And when we get there, like what your situation was where you were like, I, I had all these things and I'm still not happy. What do you think that comes from? Is that because we're chasing something outside of ourselves instead of looking like within, like, how do we, because I'm sure there are so many people that are like, Oh, like I'll be happy once I get pregnant and have a baby, or I'll be happy once I get this job, whatever. And then it's not that that doesn't bring you joy, but 
it's like, we're kind of seeking this thing that we think is going to fix everything. And it's like, doesn't really work like that. Sadly, right? Yeah. That would be, really yeah. <laughs> that would be, nice. That would be really nice. <laughs> that would be nice if we could just like get all the things we wanted. Um, you know, I, I feel when you, when you were saying that, I, what I'm noticing is like a lot of conditions that we put on things, mm. right? And so we are seeking things that when I have this, like, here's a condition, I'm really, um, I want, I want to be happy. That can be a simple one, right? We all want to be happy. Mm-hmm. So we seek that thing. I'm going to be happy or going to be happy when this happens. So I'm conditioning my happiness on this external thing mm. that until I get it, I can't experience this. Right. Rather than we all seek unconditional love, right? And our partners that no matter what I do, we often really want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. So we have to give that back to ourselves. Everything is a relationship. Corinne knows this. We jam on this all the time. It's yes. all about the relationship that we have with anything. Mm-hmm. And how, look at the relationship that you adore in your life mm-hmm. and ask yourself, how close are you treating yourself to the relationship that you're like, to the way that you're treating that relationship? Like, are you super sweet and kind and generous and loving to your partner as you are with yourself? And as you start to build the love and the joy and the happiness and the peace that you have within, then the things externally don't weigh so heavy because you already are. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I need to go get that job. And then I'm going to go from my happiness being a 30 to a 50 mm-hmm. rather than, you know what? I'm pretty happy as I am. And then that thing, yeah, it's going to increase your happiness. Of course, like things will always do that. We're human. Right. We don't have to weigh so much conditional on that. Mm, that's such a good way to explain it that you're just like making it conditional, which is yeah. like so common. And especially if people grew up with conditional love in their life, which yep. some people have, and they felt like they had to do something to re- get rewarded with love, or you had to do something right. to be accepted. Like it's all these things that are untangled from so long ago. And I love how, when you explain things, even with, with us on our journey of like, when something would come up, you would say like, okay, like what part of you is that? Can you like kind of explain the parts of us? Because I think that that so helpful when you look at it yeah. that way because it doesn't detach you from it really but it just kind of like it, I don't know it helped me like organize it in my brain or identify like kind of where it's coming from um can you touch on that I love this parts work is my favorite thing yeah, you're so like, good it at the, it it was the thing that changed my life my therapist um she introduced it to me in 20 when did I go see her 2019 when I hit the rock bottom yeah. um <laughs> I literally walked into my therapist's office eight times before I sat down. So if you are seeking a coach and you're debating it and you haven't messaged Corinne or whatever you're wanting to do, (laughs) like, just, just do the damn thing because it's going to be worth it. Um, But eight times this woman, and she's changed my life and she's still my uh, therapist today. So she introduced me to this type of work and it's, it's actually like labeled, it's called internal family system. So I don't know if anyone's ever familiar, but it's IFS is kind of the jam. So parts, um, simplest way I always like to do this. So, you know, when somebody asks you like, Hey, what do you want to, what do you want to have for dinner? Mm-hmm. Right. And there's like, well, such an open-ended question. <laughs> I know. What do you, I hate that. We, many <laughs> gen- like, give me an option. I need an option. Don't give me <laughs> yeah. open-ended. We'll be here it's all like, day. 
It's like, well, a part of me wants sushi and like another part of me, like really wants to stay in and be cozy. Yes. Right. So like that, that's a prime example of like, we have these different aspects of us. Mm -hmm. I have this really like house cat energy. That's like a part of me. Mm -hmm. And then I also have this like bougie person that really like loves to go out and have fun. Yes. We have a preschool of parts. Mm -hmm. Like we don't just have one inner child. Right. We've got, we've got a preschool. Right. We've got the inner child that is like the teacher's pet. We have the people pleaser. We have the achiever. We have the um the busy, the busybody. We have the um, there's literally so many. We have the one that doesn't trust herself. We have the part of us that feels unworthy of love. We have the part of us that is indecisive. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a we have a part of us that feels um really hurt and lonely inside or embarrassed. And all of these different aspects make up who we are today, right? The core of it though, is we don't always want like our people pleaser to drive our bus, right? If we're a preschool, I don't, we're all in a bus together. I'm not wishing like your people pleaser to go away or your overachiever. Like none of these pieces of you are bad. They all make sense. They've all had to do its job. But when we get to be an adult, it's important for us to look back and really understand that like, am I living from my core self? Is that who's driving the bus or is it this fear or is it this people pleaser or is it this um, non-boundaried human, right? Or is this like really attached person or is it the, the one that whatever it may be, there's a million of them, like we said. Mm-hmm. So it's asking yourself like who's driving the bus. And I think that's important to realize it's like, Oh, my, my people pleaser in me is doing that. Or my overachiever is like all week, I've just been busting my ass and I'm like, so overexhausted. I'm realizing that that part of me is like trying to prove my worth this week. Yes. Right. That was so helpful for me because like you just said, you never made it like, Oh, that part of you is bad. So like, we have to get rid of that. It was always just like, okay, like this is the part of you that's coming out for this just like noticing what it is. And like you said, choosing to not let that part like drive the decision or, or your life in general. And I think that's so helpful because a lot of times we feel like these things are quote unquote bad and like, we have to work to get rid of them or to avoid them or to like, yes, fix them. And the way that you explain it with parts, it's like, no, it's fine. Like they're there. They don't need to go away, but they don't need to like drive the bus. And I think that's so helpful for people because it releases like shame around it and feeling like there's something wrong with you because you have these parts. So with that, with like realizing like, okay, I don't want this fear to ride the bus. I want my core self to be the driver or not ride the bus to drive the bus. Um, how, how do you like untangle in your words, like the shame around like having those pieces and, and not feeling like shameful for it or guilty for it or feeling like, Oh, I shouldn't have these, these things. And, and even with the expectation thing, same thing, like how do you untangle the shame of not doing what maybe those parts want you to do or not doing what your family members want you to do and doing like what's actually best for you? Because especially as women, I think we've been conditioned to give to other people first and to do things for other people first is like a very multi faceted question. <laughs> Nothing that you're shocked with, with the way I, I go around things. I'm getting to the point. Um, but so 
like how do you untangle that like shame to really like make it okay and more than okay to like do what's best for you and to have like your core self drive the bus okay multifaceted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go with whatever answer you want to go with there was 100 questions i got you i got you i want to i want to define i think this this will kind of like sum it up um like i've we mentioned is it's the relationship that we have with anything so if our energy towards our people pleaser or toward we'll use people pleaser i think that's a common one that especially yeah. women we, mm-hmm. we kind of do um if our energy towards our people pleaser is like I'm so annoyed that I do this. I hate that I do this. I want this to go away. It's so frustrating. Why can't I stop? If we have that energy towards say a little kid and we're like, go away, stop. Like you're so annoying. Leave me alone. What typically would that kid do? Sometimes they would have a trauma response, right? But sometimes they would be like, no, why? Like, I want to say like, stop. Why are you being mean to me? Or they get bigger or they totally run away, Mm. right? So if we have that relationship to anything in our life and we're mad at ourselves, I get it. It makes a lot of sense that we're angry. That's where we start with anything. We can't change something from a state of anger, Mm. right? We can't love something from a state of anger. We don't solve problems when we're angry at our partner. We solve Mm -hmm. problems when we're calm, when we're curious and we're compassionate. And that is what our core self is. Core self is all the C's, calm, curious, compassionate, caring, confident. And when we can have that energy towards anything that we're experiencing in our life, whether it's that I found out I'm not going to get pregnant. I found out that I have an illness. I found out that I have Hashimoto's. I found out that I not got the job. I found out that I'm doing a pattern, right? That I'm not living my truth. Whatever it is, if we're angry, we're never going to change. So first it's starting with what is my energy towards this? How do I feel? Is one of my favorite questions. How do I feel towards this part of me? Yeah. Start there. Right. And then when, how do we shift anything is where we're now in core self. So how do we get in core self? That's really the next question. Meditation, breath work, walking, all the mindful things that we always talk about, right. Mm -hmm. That is going to get us more into a parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. We can chew, we can respond and, and do anything from a peace system right? From a place of rest and digest. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really the focus because you see clearly, you understand things clearly. You're like, you, you get to zoom out better, right? You can respond versus react. Um, And there's nothing we're we're changing here. It's really about the exploration and connecting and understanding and seeking with curiosity Mm -hmm. versus trying to like make sense of anything. Yeah. That was something else that you helped me with was just get curious. Like just get curious about it. Just like, just look at it from a curiosity lens instead of a shameful lens or a punishing lens or whatever, like would be my go-to of just like being annoyed that this is here or like, I want it to go away. Like I like to move through things quickly. So I would be like annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is not moving fast enough. Yeah. You don't have to change anything. I feel that like if we can just be aware of it and then start to observe ourselves with loving awareness, that's like another little like tool that I love is like, Mm. how can I zoom out and just watch me in this movie of life? Like we're all just playing this game. Yeah. If we really zoom out and just think like, and asking yourself like every day waking up, how do you want to play the game? How do you want to play? What character do you want to bring to be in this life? Mm -hmm. And you can sort of detach yourself from like having to like, I have to be perfect. This has to look good. I have to please them. I can't fuck up. Like I have to look this way. Like, and we, we just are like robots 
Rather make it so like, serious. Oh my God. And like, that's exhausting. Yeah. I'm the queen of making things too serious. So I get it. My, <laughs> thankfully, my husband is the playful one. So he'll help me with that sometimes. All right, y'all. So yes, I just said y'all. I'm from Long Island, have the thickest accent on the planet, but it just popped out. So we're going to roll with it. I need to chat with you about this because obviously in this episode, we're talking about change and navigating a healing journey and making tough decisions about, you know, changing your lifestyle or finally getting things under control and all the things. And I want to make sure that you know about the mind your hormones method, because this is the heartbeat of my personal hormone healing journey. I've helped so many women regulate their period, get rid of period pain, naturally conceive, safely stop birth control, thrive with PCOS all the things through this tried and true method. And I put it all into a course for you. So you have step-by-step roadmap of how to actually live a hormone supportive lifestyle in a way that's not super overwhelming, where you don't have to overhaul your entire life, but it's the most vital things to do. That's actually going to address the root cause of where your imbalances are actually coming from. So you can truly heal instead of putting a bandaid on your symptoms or instead of throwing shit at the wall so long that you don't know what's going on or just taking Vitex or just taking these random supplements and not actually knowing what's going on and not seeing the results that you deserve to see. Because yes, healing is a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but if you've been doing stuff for a couple weeks or even a couple months and you're not seeing progress, that's because you're not actually addressing the root cause of it. And that's where the Mind Your Hormones method comes in. So this is a self-paced course. You get immediate access to it. There's different modules for every single uh, major hormone imbalance in the body. There are course resources, there's supplement training, like all the things, depending on when you're listening to this, there are also a coaching call option that does come with it if you want to be mentored by me through the process. But if you are someone right now who is working on their fertility, who maybe just got a PCOS diagnosis or you have PCOS and you haven't figured out how to really thrive with it, if you want to safely stop birth control, if your period is MIA or totally irregular, if it's really painful, if you want to have more energy and learn how to support your hormones, the Mind Your Hormones Method is here for you. You're going to freaking love it, especially if you love this podcast, like get freaking ready. So the link is in my, uh, not my profile. Well, it is also in my profile on Instagram, but it's in the show notes for you to apply to see if it's a great fit for you. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, but that is all there for you whenever you are ready. So let's get back into today's episode with Kelsey. Now for the people who are like resistant to these things that are going to actually get them in their parasympathetic, like meditation, like slowing down because they've been in this fight or flight for so long. It's just Mm -hmm. like their pattern of like this. and, And it feels like unsafe or they feel uncomfortable slowing down. They feel like scared to hear their own thoughts because they don't know what's going to come up. Um, cause I know that's the case for a lot of women, especially if you are a parent and maybe you've gone so long where you haven't even like checked in with yourself or it's just so busy. How do you, like, how would you talk to that person of making it like feel safe to slow down and to tune in and to like start that process without it feeling like super overwhelming or scary? Yeah. So good. I, I resisted meditation and breath work and yoga and all of the things that were quote unquote good for me for years. I'm like, I, I don't want to hear what's inside my head. Yeah. Hell no. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got what's bills to pay. Yes. I'm here. Exactly. Um, so I get it. I, I totally, totally get it. Um, I feel like it, we get to this point, you know, we get to this point of, okay, is, 
is how big is the pain? Is the pain greater than the change? And so if we're at that point of like, I know I need to be doing this, like what I'm doing right now isn't working. Right. And so that's like stage one. It's like, where kind of are you on the scale of one to 10 of how bad do you want to change? Right. And making sure that that's pretty high. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if someone, because you just feel like you should be doing it or we're just like, you should be regulating your system. And you're like, fuck off. I don't want to do that right now. You're not going to say consistent. You're not going to do it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So don't try to force yourself to get there. You'll, you'll get there. Some, something will shift Um, sooner, better than later. Right. Right. However, start small. And it doesn't have to look like the Instagram morning routines. It doesn't have to look like influencers or the perfect Pinterest thing that you found that is 20 steps. It's going to get you where you want to go. Right. It gets to be the smallest, simplest things that you can do. You can't, you're not going to change by doing it one time. Yeah. So get so honest with yourself about like, even ask yourself that question, like on a scale of one to 10, how confident do I feel if I'm like saying, oh, I'm going to meditate for seven days in a row and I'm like a six, don't start it. Right. Bring it down. Like titration is mm-hmm. like, like a radio dial. Oh, that, that feels a little too intense right now. And be honest with yourself about that. Am I like, am I resisting it because it feels like scary or does it just feel intense because it's like, I know it's going to push my edge. And can you lean into that? Mm-hmm. If you have kids go on a walk. Right. Don't scroll for five minutes of your mm-hmm. time. Right. And that can like little things over time make such a difference, especially in our health and well-being. There's a million things we could do. It that doesn't matter. It's what you are going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, really being comp- again, compassionate, caring, curious about asking yourself, what would feel really good for me today? Mm-hmm. And and don't have to set yourself up to be so rigid of like, okay, I'm gonna do this 30-day thing. You know, it's a holiday, so I'm gonna going to buckle down. And yeah. it's like, that, that doesn't work for much of anybody. <laughs> right. That's like, do not consistent. Yeah, do what you can. Yeah. I love that. And, and that fear like of like scared to hear your thoughts and stuff like that. Like how, how can you explain, I guess, in a way of like, how could you move through that? Right. So like, cause things are going to come up that are uncomfortable. Like obviously when you're doing things like this, things are going to come up that are uncomfortable that you have to move through. Like you say, feel deal and heal, which I love. How can you, she did that, that back out to me this past <laughs> week. I was, I was going through some stuff and she's like, um, somebody once told me to feel deal and heal. And I was like, screw off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I use it all the time because it's so helpful for me. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so like, what are some, I guess, like tools that like when things like that come up or like having compassion for yourself, because things might come up that are uncomfortable when you yeah. start doing this work, like how can you obviously with like support of a therapist, mentor, stuff like that is obviously so helpful. Um, but making it okay, I guess, for things to come up and making it like normal and just like helping them like kind of move through that and just like normalizing that like everybody has shit, like everybody has stuff, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. Like people all have things that are going to come up. So um, like, what would you say to that? Exactly what you said. Like we all have it. It's so normal and that you're not alone. And at the same time, your body will never bring up something that you're not ready to sit Mm. with. That's real. Yeah. 
So it's yeah. like, and, and we can get mad ourselves. Like, why didn't I know this before? Like, um, like if something comes up, like in my present day, and I'm like, why didn't I deal with this before? Like, why didn't I know this then? It's like, I didn't, I, my body wasn't ready. It did not feel good for that. And what I mean by that is like our nervous system can go into re-traumatization. Our nervous system can go just to fight or flight, like a trauma response. And our body always has our best interests. Like when I didn't have my cycle, it sure in the hell knew that if I ever got pregnant, that would have never happened. Same. It yeah. knew that I was way too stressed out to have anything go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so know that your body's always going to be in your best interest. And when things do come up, you can handle it. Like let yourself know that you're so wildly capable of handling anything that comes your way. Mm -hmm. And I always found this interesting and I have never found this not to be true in my personal life and with my clients is that the resistance is actually harder to feel. And the pain that I was sitting in without feeling was harder to feel than when something came up, whether it was my thoughts, my ideas, my beliefs, whatever it was, my emotions were so much easier to actually be with. And they transmuted, they moved through so much faster than me staying in my stuff. Yes. Oh my God. So real. That's like the anticipation of things is worse than the actual event. Like that's like kind of the same, Mm -hmm. same idea. That is so true. And it's so interesting that like, Cause once you start regulating your nervous system and doing all this, like more and more stuff will come up, which is like peeling an onion, but yeah. it's because now you're feeling more safe. So more things are going to come yep. up, Exactly which makes sense. Oh my God. I love that. Um, okay. So I want to talk about, which we touched on, but you explain this in such a good way. And there are so many people like we talked about who are going through some form of change, whether it's changing their lifestyle, changing their nutrition, changing a job, um, changing just like their season of life, going from not married to married or not pregnant to pregnant or pregnant to motherhood, like whatever it is. And you talk about change in such a good way um, because a lot like me, myself, I like change in certain ways. Like I need it here and there, but it is also something that can be uncomfortable and where I do feel like a grieving period for like my old life, even though I am more excited about the new one. And I think a lot of people can connect with that. So how are you so like, how do you help people move through this? Because you've helped me through so many different changes, um, in life, but like how, because you, yeah, just talk about like the fear of change, the change, the, all that stuff. Well, all the changes. All, the changes. all right. <laughs> let's, let's get familiar with change. Yes. Um, I've changed a lot in my life too. And I think that's kind of a part of like how it feels like easier for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you don't change a lot, like some people, I I'm a Gemini, I'm like versatile, adaptable. I'll change anything, anytime. <laughs> so for my people that are like Virgos or straight line, they're like, Hey, right here, you know, root, Virgo. Root uh-huh. Yeah. Um, know that it, it's just going to look a little bit different and that's, that's, mm. you get to go at your own pace. Right. Mm. Um, I find even in like just a lot of my own changes, it wasn't the change that I was scared of. It was the loss of what I was going to experience. Mm-hmm. And we know that loss is, um, it hits a little different than most things, right? Loss mm-hmm. feels, it's, it, it's a deep um, mourning. And so that emotion is not really felt a lot. Um, 
and know that that that's okay. Right. And so it's, it's, it's going to feel just, uh, deeper. It's going to feel more intense for you. And if we're not used to it, of course we avoid it because we, we haven't gotten familiar and we don't have a relationship to it. Um, like I said, always comes back down to the relationship. So what is our relationship to change? Asking ourselves that, do I avoid it? Do I run from it? Do I create it? Mm. And at the same time, what's my relationship to like feeling those things? Um, and I think part of like how to actually work through this is start with small little changes. Again, we are wanting to create your body to feel safe even in the smallest changes. Mm -hmm. And the more regulated our nervous system is, the easier change will be. But it makes so much sense. Like I, I, how long ago was that? Almost a year and a half ago, I sold everything. I lived in Texas. I sold everything. Sold my house, my freaking cute little car, my (laughs) stuff, my great couch, like my couch, my everything, my house, like the house, all of it, even one of my dogs, like not joking. Yeah. And I I just like gave my dog, I I rehomed him. Um, and I bought an RV 30 foot and I traveled the U S for a year by myself solo. And obviously I literally left all the things behind. I left my family the stable job, like the gym that I created that was like stable, the, the friends, the community, the, the safety, my doctors, like everything was gone. Right. And it was, I was so excited about what was ahead, but I was mourning what I was losing. Mm -hmm. And I had to get just, just quiet and compassionate and curious with all of that and know that sometimes even today, I will still like grieve a little bit of that. Grieving is not an eight step process. Like people say it is like, sure it is, but it can always loop back around. Yeah. And it's allowing yourself to feel, deal and heal and be with that and move mm-hmm. through and say, you know, I'm really going to miss that. Or like, I'm really struggling. Like the more we name things as we're moving through change, it's freeing our system up to actually process the emotions. But if we're not actually ever naming that I'm scared, that this feels hard, that I'm going to miss this person or this thing, or I'm struggling, it's just going to build and build and build. And we're never going to feel like actually ready or able to move, move forward because Mm -hmm. we're still holding on to the pain that is still there. Right. Remember that we're trying to move through things as things come up, name it, claim it, notice it, name it. Mm. Okay. It's like, oh yeah, I was during that time. I was like, I visited my family. I, I, I named that I'm going to miss them. I moved through like I, the old version of me, like who I was then is, oh my God, now <laughs> totally, totally different life. Yeah. It's like, just reinventing your process is being patient with yourself as you move through change. Um, Cause if we're resisting change, we're resisting life. Life is ever changing. Mm. Um, so it's getting familiar with change and changing shut up all the time. Go buy new foods at the farmer's market, like wear yeah. something different, buy a new bag, like go work at a new spot, walk a different route, drive a different route. Like yeah. we can, we, we are so habitual and creatures of habits as humans mm-hmm. that of course, when big like job changes or uh, like life changes or family dynamics change, it's like, we feel so unsafe. Yeah. But if we start to create a little bit of normalcy with all of that and like name what we're working through along the way change actually gets really easy and really fun. And life gets to be really easy and really fun. Right. Yeah. Cause we don't feel so like, Oh my God, I'm so disrupted 
Like that was the craziest thing that happened. Right. Cause it's like, we feel so comfortable with where we're at now, but it's like, once you do the change, like, wow, it's just so much better, but it's just like getting to the other side of it. And how a lot of people will always ask, like, I get this question a lot, specifically, like when I talk about leaving teaching and things like that, and I want to hear your perspective on it. How do you know, like when you're going to make a change, like when you were selling all your stuff or like you're planning to have a family, whatever, when you feel that fear and you know that fear is there, how do you know that it's the right decision, even though the fear is there? Like, how do you tap? This is like more of a, I guess, a question of like tapping into your intuition and making that louder. Um, How do you advise people around that? Because that's something that my community asks a lot. Oh, I wish I had like the magic answer to this. I think it's so like, it's so important to listen to our intuition and to hear it. Right. Um, So there's a lot of different tools. I think the more you understand yourself, the better you will be in decisive decision-making. So I know Corinne talks about Enneagram on here. I know we dive into human design. So it's really, I think, gathering more information and not to get information to tell you who you are, but mm-hmm. to help you understand all these different aspects of you. So I'm a manigen, I'm a Gemini, I'm an Enneagram nine. I like, there's a lot of like things that I can like, when I'm, when I'm about to make a decision, I tune into like, okay, does this feel like a hell yes or a hell no, but that's not everybody's way. Right. right? But it's mostly just tuning in to understanding how do you do things? Do you need time to process? Do you need a ride? the wave? Do you, do you do well and change or do you create chaos? And you kind of need to call yourself out that life doesn't need to change all the time because that's more of like what you're used to. And when it's calm, you're like, Whoa, waiting for the next shoe to drop. Right. Um, so there's, there's so many different ways to do this, but there's meditation. There's, I even like my mentor does this, like, um, the lean in like your body, like when you think like standing up and when you think about something like, do I, do we want to move to Texas? That's something that we're thinking about. Do we want to move to Texas? Um, then it's like, it's a yes. Like, so my body will lean in, but if it's like, if it kind of moves back, it's kind of like my body saying no. Yeah. Um, people do this like with medicine too. There's like, they put it on your body and like kind of see muscle tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is sit with something. I do this all the time. I write it out or I say it out loud and I may say it to a few people and I'm like, huh, why did I say that? And then I'm like, oh, that could actually like literally Texas, Texas has been like manifesting. Like, what if we did move to Texas? Play, play the what if game. Right. Like there's no direct, like finite answer. Just like, what if I did get a new job or what if we did move and we did get married and we started having kids? Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? Starting to play in the energy of it and getting familiar with how you kind of respond to certain things and you'll learn yourself. That's the greatest thing that we're here to do. And the greatest book career to read is like, what, how do I freaking operate? Yeah. And when it's little changes at first and you like, I feel like with your intuition, it's just like, something you just have to do over and over. So then you have evidence yeah. of it. Like, oh, this is what it felt like. Cause that's something you asked me when I recently made, well, I made so many big decisions recently, but I recently made a decision and I was like, I know that this is the right one. Like it feels so good. And you're like, how did you know? What yeah. did it feel like in your body? Like, yep. so the more you do stuff like that and the more, and it's honestly like trial and error. Cause you'll see the contrast of it. If you don't follow your intuition, you will totally. see the contrast of it too. And sometimes we need that so that we could finally learn like, oh, this is what it actually feels like when yeah. I don't trust my intuition. This is what happens when I do trust my intuition. So it is like you said, a game and it's just kind of like the more you do it, the more you will lean into it. Um, 
And that doesn't always make it easier. Like I know my intuition now. And sometimes I like know what the answer is, but I'll resist it. And I'll just be like, but I don't want it to be that because that's really hard. <laughs> and this is going to be isn't really my intuition. Yeah. And it's like, shit, like I know that this is the right thing, but I yeah. also know it's going to be really hard. So it doesn't mean that's always the easiest decision either. Like just because like, it's not like the right decision is always the easiest decision. Um, so I love that. And so with things like you're talking about creating, like making little changes at once to like help you feel safe. What about when it's a big life change? Like when all of a sudden, like you have a baby for the first time or you're pregnant for the first time, or you're like doing something where it's kind of like a rapid change, like quickly. Um, and it's not something you can't like kind of ease into it really. Um, how do you recommend like supporting yourself through that kind of transition? Because something that I talk about this community, because a lot of people are either trying to conceive or are pregnant or have a baby is like that duality of being like so excited about it, but also like, like you said, like grieving the old life and feeling that emotion and make, and making it okay. That that doesn't mean you're not grateful for the baby or whatever. Um, so how do you recommend like navigating those types of big changes, like in the moment? Yeah. You know, I feel that exactly what you said, that the more that you can hold the duality of anything, the better you're going to move through it. Feel, deal, and heal. If I'm not feeling that I'm grieving and I'm only trying to feel the excitement because that's what I should, then we're missing the boat, Mm -hmm. right? Or if I'm just feeling all of the grief and I'm not like, I haven't accepted that this new change is coming into my life so rapidly, we're missing out on the present moment. Right. Right. And so it's knowing that it all gets to be here. You can hold the duality. We were literally walking today. The fall leaves are on the trees and there's snow on the ground. Like it's proof always that there is duality, even in one season. Yeah. Like there can be two Mm. things that exist and it's you being okay with that. People around you may give you shame and guilt that you feel that you're sad or they, they feel that you're only excited and that you're just leaving all this other stuff behind. Yeah. I felt that when I was about to make the big change, people were like, but you're just leaving all this behind. And I was like, and I like felt that I should have like been grieving more. Right. And I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I should, but it's like, that's not true for me because I was holding both so much and navigating it on some days, you know, it's higher in excitement or it's higher in grief and shame and sadness. And it's okay. Mm. It's so okay with what you're experiencing and being with exactly what you're experiencing. So you can actually move through the deeper you dive into your emotions, the higher you rise into this great bigness of excitement that you're here to do and live. Oh, I love that so much. Cause we just need that like yeah. permission. Like we need that permission that it's okay to feel sad about something, but also excited about something and not trying to push it down because we think that that's going to get it away, but it's actually yeah. just going to make it worse. Cause like you said, yeah. it's a little kid, it's like, they're still going to be there. Like you can't just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to, and then it will arise like at a time that you're supposed to be so excited or that like the yeah. change is finally happening, but you like, can't even feel it. Like you're, right. you're mad because it's manifested over time, sadness has often turned into anger. Mm. Oh my God, this is so good. I could obviously talk to you for 700 hours. So obviously, obviously. I'm like, what time is it? Um, Okay, so I want to respect your time and everybody else's time. So can you let everybody know, obviously if you want to leave them with any little last nugget, do so. But also can you let them know like 
all the different ways to work with you, different ways to find you, your podcast, which I'm obsessed with, your Instagram, your retreats, like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. This was so fun. I yeah. literally, I looked at the clock. I'm like, holy, we've, we're at the just hour. Know, I know. I just saw it too. And I was like, oh my God, that went so fast. We could just hang out. Um, yeah. So come and hang out with me. I'm on Instagram. It's Kelsey underscore Flanagan underscore. Um, I host retreats with my partner, Alive to Rise. And we do those three times a year in the elements of like nature. So that's really fun. And then I also do some sound bowl healing. So I'm going to be traveling and doing some events with that. That's like a new gig. That's Ooh. a new I'm wearing. I'm excited. Oh my yeah. god! You're um, traveling, doing that? I'm. Yeah, me and Jordan are like gonna go to like like when we travel, we're gonna like hook up with um, like bar studios or yoga studios or like do some stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, love we're gonna play. that! Yes. Yeah. So is that, and then uh, we have a podcast called the Same More Show, and so that's all about how you're saying more, doing more, and being more in your life, relationships, so magic in the mundane, and yeah, becoming your true self. So. You can hang out, always message me. I open up some one-on-one spots um, a few times a year. I I don't take a big group of people Mm -hmm. um, because we like to go deep. And yeah, it's hard to handle too many at once. I'm like, I feel bad. I don't know how many clients she has, but like, I just left you a seven minute voice note. So it's fine. Get ready to dive in. Um, (laughs) Amazing. Obviously all of this will be in the show notes. Her podcast is, um, well, their podcast, her and her partner, Jordan, so good. Um, I'll put all of this in the show notes. So excited for all that's to come. I appreciate you so much for everything that you've helped me with and now sharing it with this community. I know everyone is going to love it. And the best thing that you could do as a listener of this podcast to thank our guests is to share this on social media, tag us on Instagram, let us know what was your biggest takeaway. It's so helpful for our guests and for us to just see like what was a big aha moment for you because it just really helps us feel like, oh, this was something that was helpful for you. So um, I appreciate you. Thank you again, Kelsey, so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.